Welcome to Sapphire's Shit Show Men's Mental Health Podcast. Today's episode is about anxiety, which I feel is a topic I relate to most recently or that I can speak to on a personal level, unfortunately, because while I have dealt with depression on and off most of my life, just these past two years of my life have been so riddled with anxiety that it started to manifest itself physically in my body. I assume not to be ignored any longer, but, um, I'll get back to that. Uh, first I would like to go over the differences between anxiety and depression and the differences in how it appears in men versus women. So statistics say that 80% of people who have been diagnosed with depression have also been diagnosed with some sort of anxiety disorder, but there are still many people who suffer from only depression or only anxiety. And there's also, obviously, some confusion about the differences between these mental illnesses because a lot of people incorrectly use these terms interchangeably. I know I have before, um, but they are different and they have different symptoms. So depression usually looks like sadness, hopelessness, reduced energy, mood swings, unexplained pain, inability to concentrate. Whereas anxiety may look more like nervousness or uneasiness, worry or dread, tense and unable to relax, um, sleep problems, not able to be still, excessive sweating or gastrointestinal problems, which, you know, inability to concentrate probably goes with anxiety too, but Anxiety disorders reportedly affect 40 million adults in the U.S., with 14% of those being men. Of course, men struggling with anxiety are often reluctant to talk about it or seek help, and this can take a real toll on their health and relationships. Men and women respond to anxiety in many of the same ways, but symptoms can sometimes look different in men, probably due to a lot of men being raised to view emotional vulnerability as weakness. Um, So men with anxiety may come across as irritable or have bursts of anger and may try to manage it a little differently than us women by turning to alcohol or spending a lot of time online playing games or watching porn to reduce their anxiety. And while anxiety can be caused by traumatic experiences or ongoing stress in your life. Um, It can also actually be a result of medical conditions like diabetes, heart disease, or a decline in hormone levels. Hey, shocker. Men deal with hormone issues too. (laughs) I made this point while discussing this with my husband the other day, and we both thought it was funny, or not funny, but interesting that when you think of the term hormonal imbalance, you automatically think of women. Um, when you think of many issues with women, you often hear, well, their hormones must be off or, you know, it could be hormones out of whack, but the same is 100% a reality for men as well, guys. For example, low testosterone can cause increased anxiety levels. I'm not a doctor 
and I don't know all the technical names for all these hormones that get out of whack, but I do know that we could be talking something as simple as getting a testosterone shot to get you back on track. Um, so, I mean, I feel like the moral of all of that is if you are feeling these things, if you think you might have anxiety, you should go talk to a doctor, talk to some sort of professional, you know, but now I'm going to share my own ugly experience with anxiety and how trying to ignore it affected me personally. So I am an optimistic, playful, high-spirited, free-spirited individual. My default is happy and I just want to have fun like all the time. (laughs) So I am no stranger to stuffing negative emotions. But if I had to guess... I would say my septic tank of suppressed emotions (laughs) reached overflow around 2018 or 2019 when I cut my mother out of my life completely. So my mother is a narcissist and um, she has always chose men um, probably that abused alcohol, drugs, women, um, over me and my sister and our emotional and physical well-being all of our lives. And, um, but it really all came to a head in this particular year when, um, some of her choices put my children's safety at risk. So I made the choice to remove her from our life completely for my boy's safety. And, you know, I was fine. I'm like, I'm awesome. Everything's okay. <laughs> um, but truly, ultimately, 2019 was one of the most pe- peaceful years of my life. So, but then 2020. <laughs> and I hate to give this year credit, because I know we probably all felt this way. I mean, I'm sure 2020 caused anxiety in everybody. (laughs) So I hate to use it as an excuse or whatever. But um, the reality for me was that, you know, my spontaneity ended when I became a full time teacher of a kindergartner and a third grader with a needy two year old in the house. Um, And I just you know, the gym is a big outlet for me. And um, even after it opened, the childcare was closed. And so I couldn't really make that happen. And I probably could have worked out at home, but I didn't. And um, I just started, you know, I started believing in conspiracies that I hated my whole life. And I started questioning if I could keep my family safe and questioning my freedom and, um, started questioning my faith even. And, um, I, I think that I am like clethrophobic or claustrophobic. I'm not sure which one, but, um, being told that I had to stay inside for a period of time and 
wear something on my face when I was going out in public. You know, I just felt trapped and smothered all the time. <laughs> it actually kind of like uh, makes me feel feel it like um, even talking about it. But um, I just I went in a spiral. You know, I um, tried all the vices. I <laughs> eating and day drinking and online shopping and I even started like a um, cigar and pipe tobacco habit which is super groovy I'm not knocking it I'm just saying I was really trying to distract myself guys but um, I by the end of the year um, I was really mad at myself for because I always say that happiness is a choice. Like I always tell my sister that um, happiness is a choice you make, that you choose to be happy. Like nobody can make you happy. Um, you choose happiness. And so while that's true to an extent, um, I don't think I realized yet that you do also have to feel your negative emotions, acknowledge them at least. And um, so at this point, I was just mad at myself because I couldn't understand why I wasn't choosing happiness. And um, so then 2021 kicked off with a bang, uh, more family problems. And I just felt like I had nobody. And I was like, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I can do this by myself. I always have, right? Wrong. <laughs> I've always had great people come alongside me. I just was cynical at this point. And um, then <laughs> I got COVID. So um, while I had COVID, I, I would get um, out of breath and tired naturally, that's a symptom, but, um, I would lay down on the couch and my face would start to tingle and my hands would start to tingle and my hands would clamp shut and my elbows would lock up and my ears, I mean, my shoulders would creep up to my ears and then my eyelids would start to twitch and my mouth would seize up and like, it would look like I was making a funny face or a painful face but I wasn't, it was doing it itself. Um, and so I thought this was, um, a symptom of COVID. It was happening to me like every day while I had it. And, um, so this continued to happen well past <laughs> the two weeks after me testing positive for COVID. And so months later, when I realized, my goodness, like, did something happen, like permanently damage some nerves or is it not COVID related? What is going on with me? Um, it really, I think the day that I went to the doctor, finally, um, it, I had had an attack while I was driving down the road and, um, I had spasmed or seized up so badly that I was in pain and like my hands felt like they were going to flip inside out or like they were going to break themselves. They were so tight. And so I drove to the doctor's office um, after I 
had loosened up a little bit and um, I'm telling him, giving him the spiel of everything that's been going on and he immediately says anxiety. I think that it sounds like you're having a panic attack. Um, Do you have anxiety? And I was like, "Um, have you met 2020? (laughs) And then I was like, but no, really like, no, I don't feel like I feel anxious when this is happening. And he was like, well, what about your kids? And what about your marriage? Like, is your marriage good? And I was like, yeah, my kids are good. My kids are healthy. And my marriage is the best it's been, like, ever. So, no, I'm good. Um, but, you know, this started happening when I got COVID. So it's COVID-related, right? And he's like, well, we're not going to know for a long time what all COVID has caused. But I have not seen or heard of this being a side effect. So, um. I'm thinking maybe a deficiency, I'll run some tests, we'll do some blood work and um, check out everything, make sure you don't have any deficiencies. So he runs a bunch of tests and they all come back normal. (laughs) So he refers me to a neurologist. And so while I'm waiting for my neurologist appointment, I am logging everything trying to find like a connection, I guess. So I'm writing down time of days that it's happening, what I've eaten, if I've exercised, um, what I'm thinking about, where I am. And uh, I'm not really seeing any connection. So I get to the neurologist's office and I, I asked him, do you think I'm having seizures? And he was like, no, I don't think you're having seizures. <laughs> so um he says, I think it has to be a deficiency <laughs> or it could be muscle degradation. So he runs a bunch more tests and they all come back normal. <laughs> so his office calls me and they say, uh, all the tests are normal. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, okay. And I was like, well, um, I'm not, I'm not okay. So like what now? And she was like, well, if there's nothing treatable, he can't treat you. And so she's like, let me ask. So he um, prescribes me a muscle relaxer for when these attacks happen. But they it, they tell me, you know, we don't know what it is and we can't help you any further than this. So I'm so discouraged because, I mean, what am I supposed to take? Honestly, at this point... Um, it had been going on for months and it was happening several times a week, sometimes twice a day. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Take muscle relaxers twice a day, every day. Like I have kids to take care of. So I'm super upset, super discouraged. And, um, it goes on like this for a little while longer. And I'm starting to feel like I cannot take this anymore. And I'm talking to friends about it. I've got a couple friends that are nurses and they said they came back to anxiety. They were like, I think it sounds like anxiety <laughs> and um, or panic attacks. And you should maybe go check with a therapist, go to a psychiatrist, just, you know, go see what they say. And I kept putting it off because I kept thinking maybe it's a 
COVID side effect and it'll go away over time. But I ultimately was afraid that a psychiatrist would put me on medicine (laughs) and I didn't want to be on medicine. So it finally got to the point where I thought, I literally thought I cannot live like this anymore. And so, um, I went to, um, a trusted therapist I've been to before and lots of friends and family go to. So I ask him, I give him the spiel and I say, you know, could this be anxiety or do I need to go to another doctor, get a second opinion? He was like, it's 100% anxiety. (laughs) And let me tell you why. So he continues to give me this big scientific spiel, which I refuse, my brain refused to, you know, process or retain because it's not fun information. (laughs) But it was something like, um, he had said that, um, when, that your body, um, will get rid of emotions or will acknowledge emotions or anxiety, um, and get rid of it one way or another, like whether you deal with it or not, your body's eventually going to deal with it itself. And, um, he said that sometimes when you have trauma, um, that your body can mimic things that it was doing or things that it was feeling in the time of the trauma. So I could even be potentially mimicking a COVID symptom. Say I had a trauma or I was triggered during that time or COVID was the trauma. Um, if there was a symptom like not being able to breathe or whatever at that time, then my body, every time it's triggered, could mimic that symptom. Um, so anyhow, he suggested that I um, take 5-HTP, which is actually an over-the-counter supplement that you can get at like vitamin shop. Um, I think it helps like, produ- helps produce serotonin, something like that. I don't know. But, um, also to, um, he gave me a breathing exercise, which I'll go over here in just a little bit. Um, slowly breathing in, retaining your breath, slowly breathing back out. Um, which I've heard over lots of things. We practice breathing techniques like that in yoga and different anxiety podcasts I've listened to have suggested, you know, slowly breathing in, slowly breathing out as well. And then, um, journaling. So he called it like a purge brain purge, um, where you journal all your thoughts. So those, those were the tips that he had given me was five HTP journaling, breathing exercises. And guys, literally I have been so much better since that first appointment. It's insane. I was having, like I said, um, it, by the time I went to the psychiatrist, I had, it had been like 10 months since this had started happening. And for 10 months, I was having attacks several times a week, sometimes twice a day. And now I've only had like two attacks in the past six months and they have not been as bad. So I share all this to say, go talk to a doctor or a therapist, please, before it gets worse. Um, I seriously, 
it can help. In the meantime, try um, things like eating a balanced diet. You know, obviously always helps with our health. Exercising regularly, this helps me immensely. Um, so eating a balanced diet, exercising, meditation. Yoga may be a little girly for you guys, but I know I do it. Um, it's another savior for me. I just do yoga with Adrian on YouTube for free, <laughs> like every day. Um, also, avoiding cigarettes, alcohol, coffee. If you can, these things increase heart rate. So, you know, if you're anxious, it's probably going to heighten those senses. Maybe stay away from those. Um, and then the journaling supplements and breathing exercises are also things that you can be doing on your own. Um, the, like I said, the supplement that my therapist had suggested for me was called 5-HTP. I know that there is some of my friends that have been to therapists have also um, mentioned L-theanine and GABA. Now, again, I'm not a doctor, so I can't actually tell you which one of these is right for you. Um, please speak with a professional for the best possible experience with supplements. Um, then there's the journaling. So brain purge, like I was telling you about. If you get a journal that you're just going to put all this in, if you have you know, people around, you don't want to read it, just get you like a lock journal or something and explain, you know, communicate. This is my safe space where I've just got to get my thoughts out and, um, do a brain purge. That means just write everything you're thinking, anything, everything negative or otherwise, just let it flow out of your brain and onto the paper for 15 minutes, purge for 15 minutes, and then gratitude for five minutes. So, um, write things that you're thankful for and whatnot for the last five minutes of your journaling time. This helps turn off negative thoughts. So the last thing you write is probably the thing that you're going to think about for the, the rest of the day. So you want to think of something positive, think of something you're thankful for before you end your, um, time doing that. And then the breathing exercise that I was giving given was to inhale through the nostrils for four counts, hold for seven counts, and exhale slow audibly out of the mouth for eight counts. So you want to inhale through nostrils four counts, hold seven counts, and then when you exhale, like make a small little, like small hole with your mouth, like you're blowing out candles and blow out for audibly out of your mouth for eight counts. <clears throat> you're going to do this like four or five times. And then once you're finished doing that, you can um, do one more thing that kind of helps center you. And it's to list off out loud if you can. If you're not, if you're around people, then just think it in your head. You can think of three things you see three things you hear, and then three things you feel. And this will help center you. And doing all of this will kind of take your mind off of those busy, anxious thoughts. Um, I really hope this helps you like it helped me because 
man, it really did. Um, but you could also check out alternate nostril breathing. Google that one. Um, I've seen it with my little YouTube yoga chick. It helps you um, relax too. And so one more thing I want to share real quick, a message that I received on Instagram as we wrap up. This man sent me, he says, um, I hope this helps. I've never been a big mental health advocate until recently, but I do love psychology and sociology and stuff. Even been on an, an Enneagram kick for the last year. I am an eight wing nine and found out one of our core fears is showing weakness or being vulnerable. So I have no clue what they're talking about, right? So I asked one of the girls at work who is an Enneagram guru, <laughs> having trouble saying an Enneagram, an Enneagram guru. And she said, just think about what your mental health vulnerabilities and weaknesses are. Um, I am a Gen X veteran. I have no mental health is what I wanted to say. But this past year proved me wrong when two of my friends from my Air Force days committed suicide. I know that I can't save everyone, but I want to help out the ones that I can. I'm trying to be more sensitive to mental health issues at work. Years ago, if someone told me they were having an anxiety attack, I would just make them go home. But now I want to help. I need to help. And I hope this helps. Thank you so much for sharing, sir. <laughs> it is so important to seek help, guys. Anxiety is a medical condition, not a weakness, and with treatment, you can overcome this. If you would like to send me questions, testimonies, or feedback, please do so. I'm Sapphire Slate on Instagram. The handle is sapphire.slate. Remember that you matter and you are not alone. I love you all. Bye for now.